Welcome to Season 4 of Frontline Magic Podcast. In this episode, we are talking to Travis Galbraith, the Managing Director of Guest Experience and Loyalty at Alaska Airlines. Tag along as we uncover the secret of Alaska Airlines and how they deliver an award-winning customer experience with a strong focus on the community and appreciation for the frontline people. Welcome to Frontline Magic Podcast. Today we're talking to Travis, who is working for Alaska Airlines, and we're here at their office. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for having Alaska Airlines and me on your podcast. Welcome to Alaska Airlines and our Flight Operations Center. We're coming to you today from our flight training center where we train our pilots and flight attendants. My name is Travis Gelbrick, and I'm the Managing Director of Guest Experience and Loyalty here at Alaska Airlines. In my short six years here, I've had the opportunity to lead many of our guest experience efforts, as well as support our flight attendants and call center agents. Amazing, I'm so pleased to have you here today. Thank you. Tell me about a great customer experience that you had recently. Thank you, I would love to tell you about a couple of my favorite uh, stories here at Alaska, if that's okay. Of course. The first is about uh, Nancy. Nancy is a 30 year flight attendant at Alaska Airlines. She's also a daughter of two. And one day she was uh, getting ready for her flight the next day and she found out that she had a very special guest on that flight. Uh, at Alaska, we recognize a million milers. These are guests who've flown a million miles on Alaska. And her five-year-old daughter came into the kitchen and said, mommy, what are you doing? And she said, well, I have a very special guest on my uh, flight tomorrow. And as a five-year-old girl would do, she said, well, we should make her cookies. And so Nancy said, you, were, you know what, we should. And so they together made three dozen cookies uh, and her five-year-old daughter wrote a card, wrapped them all up. And the next day, Nancy took those cookies all the way through the airport onto the aircraft. And after she made the announcement and recognized the million miler guest, she presented the three dozen cookies. The guest then shared them with everyone in first class and then wrote Nancy's daughter a thank you note back. Amazing, yeah. what a great story. <laughs> it, 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 those are the types of stories that I just love and just really talk about how our employees care for our guests. And how do you foster that in like a culture? Like what, what do you think brought her to do that initiative? Like a lot of great companies, our culture is formed in the beginning of our company. So Alaska Airlines was founded in 1932 with a single aircraft. But if you really think about our history, we really grew up serving remote uh, communities in the state of Alaska. And I grew up in one of those communities, so I have a sense for what that's like. Um, and I, I like this uh, book by a author named Heather Lendy, who is based in Haines, Alaska, one of those communities. The title of the book is, If You Lived Here, I'd Know Your Name. And it's a great description of what it's like to live and serve small communities like that. So imagine if you're a frontline employee like Nancy, um, if the culture is such, or if you were serving in one of those communities, then um, going above and beyond for people who are people you know in the community, oftentimes they're your family, it's just naturally what you do. And uh, we've been so fortunate that that culture has just carried on with the company is really part of the culture we have today. And it really is something that we instill in our employees. Amazing. Do you have another experience that you can share that is yeah. kind of similar? You bet. Another a great story that I really uh, love is about Jake. Uh, Jake is a customer of Alaska Airlines. He had a very important business trip the next day to Phoenix. He slept in. Um, and he didn't have time to take, take a shower or anything. So he got up, skipped his shower, and wrote a tweet uh, to Alaska Airlines and said, flight 644, let them know I'm coming. 
And so our social media uh, representative, uh, Sarah, saw the tweet, she responded within minutes, and then she wrote a note to our systems operations center and said, we have a runner. Um, and so Jake rushed to the airport. As he was approaching the gate, the gate agent said, you must be Jake. Uh, and they had held the flight for him and they had upgraded him to first class. And so just a great, another great example of what our employees do every day. Oh, what a, what a good experience you must have had yeah, <laughs> first class. For sure. <laughs> what led you into customer experience in the first place? Great question. Um, my first time as a manager, I was managing a small customer service team. And the more time I spent with the team, the more I learned about the different issues that our customers were tripping over and how difficult that was both for the customer, but also for our team. And so just wanting to fix those issues was a natural way to kind of get passionate about customer experience, be advocate, uh, for our customers and try to go solve those problems. Amazing. And Alaska Airlines have won many prizes for yeah. being the best in customer experience, one of the best airlines. What, what's the work behind getting there? I think a lot of it's the culture that we just talked about yeah. um, and just how do we continue that. Um, the other is empowerment. And so um, early in the company's history, when there weren't that many people, that culture and that magic just spread organically. But as the company grew, you, know, you start to build processes and policies. And at some point, I think they realized that, that we were missing some of that magic that happened if you didn't happen to start at the company very early on. And so they created a, a service framework that we use today. And what I like most about the framework and I th why I think it works really well is it's not a prescriptive standard or, or policy, although we have policies we have to wear an airline. It's really a framework to say, if you're working within the framework, then you're on the right path. And so, for example, the first thing in the framework is own safety. And as an airline, that's critically important. And that's the first value and the first thing, the first priority for our frontline staff. The second though is do the right thing. And so, as long as you're working within that framework, then that those combinations of being empowered within the framework, but also the culture, I think really help us be successful. Yeah, and on a daily basis, how, how is that implemented? within the frontline teams? Yeah, so um, all of our supervisors are trained in the framework of course as well. And so when they're having the conversation about, hey, maybe something didn't go right, it's not you didn't follow the process. It's really more about, tell me how you were working within the framework. In addition to that, uh, recognition obviously is an important part of what we do and trying to reinforce that culture. Um, we do the standard things I think that many companies do in terms, in terms of supervisors recognizing folks with kudos. But I want to share a couple other examples with yeah, you. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I, would love, I would love to hear them. Yeah, one of our, we have a number of programs here. One of them is called Beyond Service. And uh, it really recognizes the top 1% of kudos receivers or people who've received the most kudos. And so, uh, we have a ceremony, it's kind of like graduation. Every year, um, it's a big to-do, uh, all the leaders come. And uh, if you are one of those recipients, you get to come bring your family. We call you up on stage and recognize you, and you get a special pin as a result. Even bigger than that, and the, really the highest honor at the company is called Customer Service Legends. It's very difficult to get nominated. You have to have been an employee for 10 years. Um, most people who have been nominated have been nominated for multiple years. Uh, but if you become a customer service legend, uh, there are pictures, and I can show you some downstairs, that stay up all year long. Um, you are recognized in a, a formal ceremony here uh, at our office where the CEO pins you as a customer service legend. Then at the Four Seasons Hotel downtown, we have a huge reception and event 
uh, and we talk about every single legend that we show a video and we present them with um, a nice prize. And uh, it really, the people that you meet here who are legends are legends in every way. They, they really are the, a prime example of the values that we hold dear. Amazing, they, they must be, especially bringing their family as well to the yeah. ceremonies and being so much proud. For sure. Proud moments for them, amazing. So on a daily or a weekly basis, what does um, recognition look like? So we, we try to really leverage kudos for frontline employees, and that can come through a survey where we actually ask at the end of our survey, would you like to recognize a frontline employee? And we capture those and where we can assign those back to an individual, we do that and we let the supervisor know so that they can have a great conversation about that. We're working now to figure out how do we make the most use out of kudos where we can't assign it back, and social media, of course, is a big driver of that, but how do we capture those and really use those to highlight the behaviors we want uh, and, and reinforce the culture. So for Alaska Airline, what does it mean to be a customer-centered company? I think a couple things. Um, one, understanding and delivering on our commitments to customers, our core commitments. Um, people don't buy airline tickets to sit in an aluminum tube for two hours with the, <laughs> all their favorite strangers, right? They really, they buy an airline ticket to get somewhere at a specific time in a specific place. and so and to do that safely. So number one, I think, is just continuing to deliver on our core commitments day in and day out and just keeping a constant focus on that. Beyond that, I think it's really listening and really understanding what are our customers telling us, sometimes through formal feedback channels like social media mm. or surveys, sometimes through other channels where we're interviewing frontline employees and, and having them tell us, what are you hearing from customers? And then finally, acting, but acting in a way that shows your customers meaningfully that you care. And so those can be big things, those can be small things. Can you give an example? So we got feedback when we implemented premium class, which is between main cabin and first class. Uh, we, we want to upgrade people from main cabin to premium class. But unlike first class, it has two seats, a window and an aisle. Premium class has three seats on each side. So there's a window and middle seat and an aisle seat. And so a lot of our elites who would be eligible to be upgraded to premium class like to sit in the aisle in the exit row uh, we were upgrading them, but we were upgrading them to the middle seat. And in comparison, that is not necessarily a better experience. So we took that feedback and we changed the way that we do upgrades. So if you're sitting in a window or an aisle, we're only going to upgrade you to that seat. If you're sitting in the middle seat in main cabin, then we'll upgrade you potentially to any seat, but including a middle seat. But if you have your aisle seat and that's what you like, we're not going to upgrade you to a middle seat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really listening to the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so a few months back, Alaska Airline turned 90 years old, mm -hmm. and that was a big celebration for yes. the whole company. Can you tell me a little bit about how, how you acknowledge that within the company, but also for your customers? Because I know there was a lot of happening. Yeah, going for sure. On. Um, thank you for acknowledging that. We're very proud of our history. Um, we, the, the company has been amazing in that it's weathered so many storms so successfully, and COVID being one of those, of course. We wanted to do a number of things for our employees, but at the same time we were listening to employee feedback and I'll explain a little bit. So we are in the middle right now of having big celebration parties. I was at the first one in Anchorage, Alaska. Very appropriate that our first party was in Alaska. <laughs> um, but. Uh, we wanted to do something for employees. Historically, we've given employees uh, what we call positive space tickets that they can use, not just standby, but there's only so much inventory in every flight. And so it can be challenging if you want to use that, but maybe another employee has already used that. So we came up with the idea of actually giving them miles. And so miles obviously can be redeemed for travel, and there's not as many restrictions. So putting the kind of the 90th 
anniversary together with that idea, we gave every single employee 90,000 miles, which is actually a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles. That gets yeah. them, a, a, <laughs> uh, gets them um, a lot of places. Um, but they get to be, in that way, they get to redeem travel just like any customer. So um, I, we've got a lot of really great response from that. And have you have you heard some um, some people taking some trips, having some uh, great memories? Not yet. We're, no. we, we're, we're going through the administrative process right now to yeah. be able to distribute the miles. Yeah. Um, but I think I know people are very excited about it. Yeah, I hope they will share yeah. the journeys they've been going on. That would For be sure. amazing. So if we think about an experience that you deliver to a customer, mm -hmm. what do you think are the difference between an experience that is great and one that is on top? I think it's human. Um, I think any service experience at its very core is you're addressing a human need. Um, and I, I think sometimes that gets lost. I think sometimes we get very focused on, we have to surprise or delight. But at its very core, if you're delivering something human, it, does, it can be delightful and surprising. It also can be very consistent. So for example, many of our most uh, loyal customers travel a lot and spend an amazing amount of time on airplanes. And for them, the consistency of this experience is actually more important to them because they maybe had a long day, they're at a red eye to go back home and they know our process and know our service flow so well that that consistency is very um, comforting to them. And so I think it's more about human to human contact and that that, that experience is delivering a, a need. And that could be, hey, it's been a long day and I, know that I want my drink and then my meal. It could be, hey, I'm gonna sleep and so we're not gonna bother you or maybe we put something on your tray tables when you wake up, but it's actually addressing a human need. Yeah, and for a customer traveling with Alaska Airlines, mm -hmm. what's the process of making sure that your customer have the best experience that they can have from the booking process to you know exiting the plane yeah. and picking up their bag? Yeah. <laughs> We do a number of things kind of to manage experience. Some of the teams differ. Uh, we do use a lot of surveys. We continue to get better at how we mine social media. Um, and then one of the one of the kind of practices or processes that my team manages is we have a monthly uh, scorecard review or business review around all of the guest metrics. And we have all the senior leaders in there and we go through every part of the operation that has a guest facing component. And we talk about how are we trending? What are the biggest issues? What are we doing about them? So we continue to try to build out a very rigorous kind of guest experience management process um, at the highest level to make sure we understand the big things. And some of that happens at lower levels too. So for example, our day of travel survey, we get upwards of 20,000 completes every month. And we're able to break that down by station or by flight and really under pinpoint where our, our opportunities are and then go tackle those. And um, on a daily basis, then, how do you make sure that the feedback is filtered down all the way to the front line so the people at the plane um, get to know that they're doing a good job? Really, we put a lot of that on the supervisors. Yeah. And so uh, the frontline leadership has access to those dashboards and they can go see for their station or their area of the business where the opportunities are, both maybe the numeric scores, but also the verbatims from the surveys. Yeah. yeah. So what other, um, or how would you define that the role of feedback plays in, in the organization of Alaska yeah. Airlines? I'd like to share two really great examples of things that we do that I think are somewhat unique. One we call officer calls. And so every single month, and this has been going on I think for more than 25 years, um, each senior leader at the company gets two customers to cold call. 
and we we come up with what that list is every month. So if we're struggling in the operation, we're probably going to choose people that we've either canceled their flight or disrupted their travel plans. In other months, we might choose people who are our most um, loyal flyers. Um, but every month I call two people out of the blue and we have a conversation about what we're doing well and what we're not doing well. Another example, which is also has a long history here is guest advisory boards. And so we have multiple guest advisory boards that we meet with uh, on a regular basis, usually quarterly. And we ask them all kinds of topics. So um, we might ask about blankets in first class. Uh, we've done taste tests with ice cream from oh, salt wow. and straw in Portland. Uh, and we, we get really good feedback from those groups. And so those are just two examples of where we really do seek out customer feedback. And uh, how do you then feedback to the customers once they giving that feedback to you? Um, that's a good question. I think we could do better at that probably. Um, we do uh, have, we do a good job of when we have something to communicate that's meaningful, um, that we'll have those communications come from key executives. And so um, sometimes it's from our CEO, sometimes it's from our chief operating officer, it's more about that. Um, but we do make an effort to communicate um, when we have something meaningful to say. Amazing. And I also know that you have lots of different partnerships with Disney, for example, yeah. right? How do you think that um, enhanced the relationship with your customers? That's a great question. I think particularly with a lot of our um, flying being on the West Coast, um, we're a natural partner for Disney in terms of bring, being able to bring people to the happiest place on earth. Um, it brings a little bit of fun, I think particularly for children. I heard a story once that we had a, um, a customer call our reservations department months in advance. They wanted to be on the same flight as the Disney aircraft, which, Sounds easy, but it's really not easy to implement. Um, but it, that gives you a little bit of um, of kind of in understanding of the impact that can have. Um, and we work really hard, like Disney's a perfect example, to work with companies that have shared values. Um, another thing we do from a marketing perspective is we call delight flights. And so if we were to do a new livery, let's say with Disney, the very first flight, we would light up the whole boarding area. We would, um, there would be gifts and t-shirts at every single seat. And we use that as an opportunity to get really excited about whatever that partnership is. Amazing. And the response that you get from your customers. Yes. And <laughs> particularly now, obviously in the social media world, um, we get some priceless just responses and posts from the, those activities. Uh, I, I've seen some of them and they're amazing. That's great. <laughs> What do you think are the secrets to deliver a great experience at the airplane uh, for your customers? Um, we talked before about how, if you really think about the entire uh, flying journey, it's yes. made up of a bunch of micro experiences that no one wants to have. Finding parking at the airport, waiting in line to check your bag, waiting in line for security, um, navigating the airport, waiting in line to get on the plane, sitting in tight quarters with strangers. And so I think, with that backdrop, um, every little bit of care has an exponential impact, right? So that same, that same act of caring in a different context is nice, but that, that, that act of caring in this context of all this challenge, I think has an exponential impact. And so really, I think just kind of back to what we mentioned before, being authentic and genuinely caring for our customers in the smallest ways or in big ways, um, I think has a, a big impact when you think about the airline experience. Yeah, and when we're looking at frontline employees, what do you think are one of the most important uh, qualities in the frontline employee? 
I think it's that they genuinely care. Yeah. Um, I think, um, and, and we, we do our best to try to hire and train for that, um, and maybe better hire for that, uh, is to try to find people who generally care about other people, um, generally want to serve, um, and in the biggest and smallest ways, um, are generally interested in helping making that person's day better. Amazing. Yeah. How would you describe the leadership's um, management when it comes to customer experience and the role yeah. in it? I think we do some great things here at Alaska um, that where leaders play a very visible role. Uh, I'll talk about a couple of them. Um, one is when our operation is suffering, like if we have a big snowstorm event or whatever, um, the expectation is that leaders are helping out. And so it is not uncommon for leaders to go work bags at the Seattle airport. Um, our CEO has gone and worked bags at the Seattle airport. And that is us reinforcing and supporting our frontline. Uh, and that's a very normal uh, thing. In addition to that, um, our leaders are amazingly accessible to customers. I get a couple of customer emails probably a day. Um, and I'm following, uh, most times I'm following up with them directly. And so it's through those actions um, that we reinforce the culture of, of great guest experience um, and where we feel and get direct feedback ourselves. Yeah, and you have that connection, constant connection with yes. the customer as well yeah. when you do that. Yeah, for sure. So Alaska Airlines have been rated as one of the top companies when it comes to customer experience. What does it actually take to be, be at that stage? I think we talked about culture. I think that's critically important because it really provides the framework and the why behind why we provide great service. The other one really is empowerment. Is the company was growing, I think, from a small company where that a lot of that cultural currency was um, got transferred organically between coworkers. Uh, as you get bigger, you start to implement process and policy. And at some point, the company realized that we needed to make sure that we ha had a strong foundation around uh, that culture of service. And so they created what we call the Beyond Service Framework. And uh, rather than being a process or a policy, it really is a framework that our employees learn about and then operate within, but it gives them empowerment. So as long as they're working within that framework of our core five values, um, then they're empowered to do the right thing. And that shows up in many, many ways uh, every day at the airline, whether it's a flight attendant picking up a baby for a mom and just giving her a little bit of a break or, some, or like uh, Nancy, our flight attendant in the story that I mentioned. Amazing. And what were those five? Yeah, uh, they go in sequential order. It's very intentional. The first is own safety. Safety is paramount uh, in, the, in our business. Second is do the right thing, which has broad context. Third is be kind hearted, which is really that, um, how am I showing up for you and making your day better? Uh, fourth is deliver performance, because we are a business and we need to deliver performance. That's both financial performance, but also on-time performance, which is in service of our guests. And then finally is be remarkable. And it's what are those things above and beyond that we can do to be remarkable? Amazing. And on a daily basis, what would that, um, how do you make sure that people follow through and actually yeah. live up to those standards? So what's interesting about the framework is when it, when supervisors are having conversations with the front line, although we do have important processes, particularly for safety, where we might have a very concrete conversation, when it comes to service, a lot of times the conversations can be more, tell me about how you followed the framework, or tell me about how you were living inside the framework, um, which is a different conversation and really puts the employee in a more empowered position to talk about how they were following our values. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was all the questions that I had for you. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for, for joining me. Thank you for coming here and thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast with your host, Susan Exeson. 
feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at susan at frontlinemedic.org with any feedback or thoughts that you would like to share on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Nicely. Ask Nicely is your number one frontline success platform with everything your frontline teams need to delight every customer every time. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Frontline Magic provides you with the tools, insights, and inspirational stories you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Sign up for free and learn more on frontlinemagic.org. And thanks for making frontline work awesome.